Our top stories tonight, the NFL draft is in the rearview mirror, and there were plenty of losers. We have already celebrated the winners, but there are plenty of players that saw their stock ruined. We're going to cover it all on Player Profiler today. Before we, before we get to all the news around the NFL and all of the players that saw their stock tumble, we do have some updates. We have updates on Mike Vrabel. He is headed into the Patriots Hall of Fame. Congratulations to Mike Vrabel. We have an update on Micah Parsons. He is switching to a full-time edge defender. Parsons played 200-plus snaps at off-ball linebacker, but over 800 snaps as an edge rusher. So all things told, won't change things a whole lot for Micah Parsons, but there are a couple of advantages. Number one, in fantasy football, in IDP leagues, Micah Parsons moving to a full-time edge means his position will switch, which means he will score more points relative to other edge defenders because he already was. A defensive end. His role will not change. He will just harass the quarterback more, might get more sacks, but the tackles will stay the same. Micah Parsons just becomes that much more valuable. And Micah Parsons becomes that much more valuable in real life because he's a full time edge rusher. He is a defensive end now. He will get, not that it'll come to it, he'll get his fifth year option picked up and he will sign that extension well before. But if he's franchise tagged, Micah Parsons won't get the linebacker tag. It will be an edge rusher tag. That is a massive win for him as well. Micah Parsons, W today. Absolute win for him. And a loss for Antonio Brown. And for all of the employees under Antonio Brown, apparently Antonio Brown is accused of not paying his coaches or his players in the Arena Football League, which is awful. Pay people for their labor. People work for you. Pay them. That The fact that you're withholding money, it does not surprise me from someone like Antonio Brown. He has shown a pattern of not paying people in the past based on several allegations. So it's not surprising, but it's disappointing. These people have job or have lives. They have mortgages. They have bills that they have to pay. Pay your freaking players, pay your freaking coaches, and pay your freaking writers. Yes, this is a shout out to the American Writers Association. We are rooting for you. We are pulling for you. This is why I'm so happy with my job. This is why I love Player Profiler, though, is I don't need to go on strike to be fairly compensated. I don't need to go on strike to have a job that isn't a gig job i am treated very very well here i just got flown out i just got to go to the nfl draft because of this position i love player profiler i am thrilled with player profiler and i hope that the american writers association will be able to say the same about their employee employers i hope they get the same treatment that i receive i hope that the arena football players under antonio brown do get that treatment but for now They've walked out. They have quit on Antonio Brown, which is shocking, including the league MVP. The reigning MVP has quit the Arena Football League because he hasn't been paid. 
brutal. Absolutely brutal. I hope everyone gets what they are due. I hope everyone has employers that treat them the way mine treats me. I just can't believe it. I can't believe there are people out there that just don't pay. Ridiculous. And speaking of paying and not paying, the Browns and the Rams would not pay up for DeAndre Swift, but they did have talks. They called the Detroit Lions and sniffed around DeAndre Swift. They tried to upgrade at running back, which is interesting because Cam Akers is our biggest winner. And the fact that they didn't trade for DeAndre Swift means they did not deem the price tag worth it. And the price tag was nothing. DeAndre, they've got DeAndre Swift for free. And so the Rams not being willing to pay that, the Browns, they weren't seriously looking to upgrade. They sniffed around, but this is still a win for now for Jerome Ford and for Cam Akers. They could bring in Zeke Elliott. They could bring in Kareem Hunt. They could bring in Leonard Fournette. But for now, those two guys are riding high. Stock is up on Jerome Ford, on Nick Chubb, on Cam Akers. The lack of competition is significant. And we also have an update from Josh McDaniels, or no, sorry, not Josh McDaniels, Mike McDaniel, the coach of the Miami Dolphins. He pounded the table for Devon A-Chain. We know that. We know that he wanted Devon A-Chain desperately in a move such as Kyle Shanahan would make that he pounded the table. I need to get my guy. We need more explosive plays. We need to run the ball more. We need to run the ball better. The fact that we ranked Last in rushing is a disgrace. Kyle, sorry, Mike McDaniel, I'm getting all these coaches' names confused. It's been a lot. I'm still very sleep deprived. I'm still catching up from Kansas City, still catching up on all the work, but straightening my head out, Mike McDaniel was disappointed in himself. He was embarrassed about his rushing performance. That's why he drafts Devon A chain to hit more home runs. Hoping to do the same with Raheem Mostert. Hoping to do the same with Jeff Wilson. So expect the Dolphins to run the ball more. And this shouldn't come as a surprise. We know that they want to protect Tua Tagovailoa better. We know that they want to do a better job at keeping Tua healthy. They want to protect him. How do you do that? Well, one way you can do that is taking the ball out of his hands. Putting it in the running back's hands with an effective run game. This is where analytics, people often misunderstand it. You should absolutely run the ball plenty when you have light boxes. So when you are spread out and the defense is accounting for the pass, they have two safeties deep. When they have basically the way it works, you have five men in the box on your offensive line. If you have Five men in the box. That is a light box. It is a hat on a hat. And you should run in that situation because you have a free man. Someone has to win their battle to make a tackle. So expect to see more of that from Miami Dolphins, more running in optimal situations. Now, Mike McDaniel is still a disciple of Shanahan. He will still run in op- in inopportune times, but it's going to be more efficient, or at least that is the goal. Dolphins, better rushing game up ahead. Devon A-Chain is one of the biggest benefactors. And finally, 
we are all a benefactor of the match. We get to see Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey team up to face off against Steph Curry, against Clay Thompson, the Golden State Warriors duo versus the Kansas City Chiefs duo. I, I'm excited. The match is always fun. You know, we get some fun clips. We get some trash talk back and forth. And the more Travis Kelsey that we can get, the better. Travis Kelsey is just, he's entertainment. (laughs) In addition to being one of the best players in the NFL, he is just pure entertainment on a microphone. The more that we get to listen to Travis Kelsey talk, the better for us. We are all lucky to have Travis Kelsey in the media sphere. And we are all lucky to have such great sponsors and such great promos here. Such great, what am I looking for? Such great things that we offer you. What is the adjective I am looking for? It's the rookie guide is what I am trying to describe. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe I can't come up with adjectives to describe the rookie guide because it is just out of this world. It is truly like nothing else. The work that Cody Carpentier put into this bad boy, it is just chef's kiss. It is phenomenal. Podfather, take it away. Oh, I'm wearing Cody's hat in honor of Cody Carpentier. He has finished the rookie guide. It is a masterpiece. The best rookie guide you will read that combines both real NFL draft analysis and fantasy analysis. This guy goes deep. I mean, do you know who Tyon Evans is? This man wrote up and ranked 40 running backs, 40 wide receivers, 15 quarterbacks, and 23 tight ends. 23 tight ends? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We've got fantasy rookie draft cheat sheets for super flex and single quarterback to go along with these write-ups that include analytics player comps and play style player comps. All the stats you need, the analysis you need to understand what kind of impact these guys are going to have in the NFL and for your fantasy team. So go to playerprofiler.com, go to any player page, go to the NFL draft section, and click the button to get the rookie guide. It's just 10 bucks. That's it. That's all. It's not the most expensive, but it is the best. It is the best. And speaking of the best, the New York Jets got the best athlete at the tight end position that we have ever seen in Zach Kuntz continuing to build around Aaron Rodgers. And they do so once again today, signing his best friend, his best buddy, his best pal, Randall Cobb. And we know a couple of years ago, Aaron Rodgers, he was unhappy after the team drafted Jordan Love. He was pissed. He was very, very unhappy with the new or with the Green Bay Packers. And so to make it up to him, they traded back for his best friend. They got Randall Cobb from the Texans at the time because he went from the Cowboys to the Texans right is that the order I believe they traded for him from the Texans and this was just the happiness tax we talk about the happiness tax all the time on this show this was a move that the Packers made to make Aaron Rodgers happy and this is a move that the Jets made to make Aaron Rodgers happy because Randall Cobb's not a starter on this offense no the starting three wide receivers it's Alan Lazard at the X position. It's Garrett Wilson at the Z and it's McCall Hardman in the slot. And sometimes they'll shift it around. They'll have Alan Lazard move down into the slot. Corey Davis will stand at the line of scrimmage at X. 
Garrett Wilson will rotate in and out of the slot. He'll play X sometimes as well. And then you've got Denzel Mims as a backup outside wide receiver and Randall Cobb as a backup slot receiver. But depending if you consider the outside receiver or the slot receiver, the top backup, Cobb is fifth wide receiver at best and sixth wide receiver at worst. It's Garrett Wilson. It's Alan Lazard. It's McCole Hardman. It's Corey Davis. And then it's either Cobb or Denzel Mims. So it doesn't matter for fantasy. It barely matters for real football, but it matters for the Jets locker room. It matters for Aaron Rodgers happiness. And that's just good business. The Packers willing to spend extra money to make Aaron Rodgers happy to spending money and investing in your employees. Happiness is a good thing. It pays off when you get to go to the NFL draft. So the jets are doing the right thing. It's great. And I'm, I'm happy to see it. The Packers for so many years ignored Aaron Rodgers and his wishes. And the jets are going all in and the jets also have the benefit that they will have Elijah Vera Tucker, their right guard slash right tackle slash left tackle slash left guard. He can play all five positions on the offensive line. AVT is a monster coming off ACL surgery. He was playing left tackle for part of the season last year, was left guard the year before as a rookie, switched to right guard, had to play right. It, it was a mess on the Jets offensive line last year. He moved around and filled all the positions, but now he's going to be back. Early in the season, he's going to be in there for training camp, allegedly. But even if he is just working his way back, that's still a good sign. Dwayne Brown and Makai Becton will battle at left tackle. And that's a good thing. If Makai Becton wins this job, that is a fantastic thing for the New York Jets. They've got a Pro Bowl left guard in Lacken Tomlinson. They have Connor McGovern at center, who they just re-signed. But Joe Tipman, their draft pick, he's going to be taking over that center position sooner rather than later kid out of Wisconsin. He is the future of the jet center position at right guard. You have AVT. Hopefully he starts the season. If not, maybe Titman starts at right guard. He'll compete with Wes Schweitzer who they signed from the commanders. And then at right tackle, they signed Billy Turner, former right tackle for the green Bay Packers. And they already have Max Mitchell last year's fourth round pick who exceeded expectations. So the jets, the receivers are good. And the offensive line is good. The Jets, they're a good team. They're a playoff team. I'm not saying they're going to score a million fantasy points. I'm not saying they're going to have one of the best offenses in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers plays slow. Nathaniel Hackett plays slow. But this is a quality football team. And speaking of quality football, the Buccaneers believe that Baker Mayfield can play some quality football for them. The Buccaneers had Baker Mayfield graded higher than anyone in this rookie class. The Buccaneers, based on Baker Mayfield coming out of Oklahoma, they had him number one ahead of Bryce Young, ahead of Anthony Richardson, ahead of C.J. Stroud, ahead of Will Levis, ahead of Hendon Hooker. Baker Mayfield would have been first overall. But that's not adjusting a new information. I don't care about your evaluation on Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma. We've been proven wrong. We were proven wrong 
with the Cleveland Browns. We're proven wrong with the Carolina Panthers. And we're going to be proven wrong again with the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield isn't it. And it's disappointing. The Buccaneers did not draft a quarterback. Sounds as though they've made up their mind that it's Baker Mayfield over Kyle Trask, which isn't a bad thing, but it is what it is. And speaking of starting quarterbacks, I'm here to tell you that Anthony Richardson is going to be starting week one for the Indianapolis Colts. It's going to happen. I'm already hearing, not just whispers even, they're outright stating, yeah, he's going to start early. He's going to start this year. He's going to start earlier than you expect. Anthony Richardson, no, he he doesn't need to clean up his mechanics. The mechanics are fine. He needs to get experience. He needs to know when to use the cannon versus the laser versus float one in. But the mechanics are there. He throws pure, according to Shane Steichen in the Indianapolis Colts. So based on all of this, Based on all of that assessment that Anthony Richardson is ready and he just needs playtime, he's going to get the playtime. He's going to be the week one starter for the Indianapolis Colts. Shane Steichen, based on his work with Justin Herbert, with Jalen Hurts. And I know we don't like to oversell what coaches do, but I am talking about the read options, the RPOs, the screen games, the Ways that the Chargers and the Eagles got the ball into their playmakers' hands, the easy throws that put their quarterbacks in position to succeed, that is what I'm talking about, and that matters. It's not going to be life-changing in fantasy football, but it matters for confidence building, for progression as a quarterback, and that's what's going to happen with Anthony Richardson and the Indianapolis Colts. He is going to start week one. He's going to beat out Gardner Minshew in camp. I'm sorry. I love Gardner Minshew. The stash, the mullet, he will start again one day in the NFL, but that day is not for the Indianapolis Colts. Finally, we will get to the running back losers after the draft. And I know it sucks. It sucks to talk about players that lost. After the NFL draft, it sucks to talk about players that are seeing a downgrade. You know, we want everyone to succeed at player profiler. We want everyone to be recognized for their worth, for their value, for how fantastic they are. And unfortunately, based on some of these draft picks, that's no longer the case. David Montgomery, we thought and we hoped that it would be a split between David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift. Now it's clear that the Lions have designs to make Jameer Gibbs a DeAndre Swift plus and David Montgomery a Jamal Williams plus. But based on the efficiency of DeAndre Swift and the way they used him in the receiving game, that's better for Jameer Gibbs, for David Montgomery, it's going to be a lot of goal line. And what happens if Amon Ross St. Brown, instead of being tackled at the one-yard line, falls into the end zone? That's less one-yard opportunities for David Montgomery, and that's going to hurt the fantasy football total. Now, he's fine 
in real life. He got the contract. He is there with the Detroit Lions for at least two years, three more than likely, and that he very well could play out this entire contract. But the fantasy football for David Montgomery took a hit with the addition of Jameer Gibbs. It cleared up because it was really foggy when DeAndre Swift was there. But now that the dust has settled, Montgomery does see a bit of a downgrade. Not a whole, not a whole lot, not a ton, but it's enough that we have to mention it. And it's also a massive downgrade for Rashad Penny. DeAndre Swift is a better running back than Rashad Penny. He is more talented. He is more physically gifted. DeAndre Swift is better than Rashad Penny. And so the addition of a better running back is a bad thing for Rashad Penny. He'll still have his role. He'll still be the between the tackles grinder. But again, DeAndre Swift is the receiving back. Those are higher leverage touches. And as we saw with the Detroit Lions, DeAndre Swift can be a really effective goal linebacker. He can be very, very effective in the red zone as a rusher and as a wide receiver. And so, unlike David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, because Jameer Gibbs will be taken out in the red zone for David Montgomery, that won't be the case with the Philadelphia Eagles. DeAndre Swift will be used on the goal line. Not all the time, but it'll be a committee, and that is a downgrade for Rashad Penny and even Kenny Gainwell. We know that the Eagles trust Kenny Gainwell on the goal line. We saw it in the Super Bowl. So it's a downgrade for Rashad Penny. For DeAndre Swift, it's a downgrade too. The fact that he was replaced and traded to a team that throws to the running backs less, it's a downgrade. But it could be worse. I do believe the Eagles will scheme touches to DeAndre Swift more than they did with Miles Sanders, but still a downgrade. And it's a downgrade for the Chicago Bears running backs. I I am disappointed. I said that the Bears would not draft a running back, and they proved me wrong, but I can't be too bitter because it was Roshan Johnson, one that we love. And this also makes me wrong because I pounded the table for Khalil Herbert. I said Herbert was not in jeopardy and that Khalil Herbert would be a bell cow because Dante Foreman is just a grinder. Khalil Herbert could be an every down back. We saw that he could catch the ball, even though he didn't get the chance to do it much. But now, now that they had Roshan Johnson, one of the better pass catching backs in this draft, a true three down skill set. Roshan Johnson is the RB1. This is Roshan Johnson's backfield. The other guys are just living in it. Khalil Herbert is a backup. Dante Foreman is a third stringer. Travis Homer might not make the team. Or <laughs> he hurts Khalil Herbert even more because it's a committee behind Roshan Johnson. By week six, he'll be handling at least 50% of the opportunity. Massive win for Roshan Johnson going to a team where he's going to the top of the depth chart immediately. Massive loss for Khalil Herbert, and it breaks my heart. I'm a big Khalil Herbert fan. And finally, our biggest loser at the running back position, shout out UCLA. This one breaks my heart, Zach Charbonnet. Because remember, I kind of called this. I said that Zach Charbonnet is the kind of running back that a team like the New York Giants, like the Raiders, draft so they can move on from their bell cow. And they don't use him at all this year, but 
He's so talented that they have to add him. Well, Zach Charbonnet is so talented that Pete Carroll had to add him. And now he's just a handcuff because Ken Walker is better. He's more explosive. He <laughs> Ken Walker's just better. He's faster, more explosive, better running back. And I love Zach Charbonnet. But this moves Charbonnet into a pure handcuff role. And maybe he has that DJ Dallas role, that Travis Homer role, which isn't nothing. But Kenneth Walker is still the guy for fantasy football. He's still going to get 14 plus touches a game. He's going to be hitting those home runs. And Charbonnet, instead of being a potential 14 to 20 touchback for certain teams, Zach Charbonnet is now a five to eight touch guy. And if anything happens to Ken Walker, he can be a bell cow, but while Kenneth Walker is healthy, while Kenneth Walker is there, there is no shot that Zach Charbonnet beats him out. Ken Walker is going to keep 60% of the opportunity. That's a hit, but it's not as bad as you'd expect at face value when the Seahawks draft around two running back. That's how good Ken Walker is. And it's just unfair. It's unfair to Zach Charbonnet.